You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young. We are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we are here with a good friend uh, who has worked with us for a while, has been in the community for a while, specifically the cancer community, but we are here with Lisa Dale, who's the executive director of Carolina Breast Friends. Now, let's talk a little bit about that, right? A, A breast cancer diagnosis is news nobody wants to get. You know, mercifully, the Charlotte area is blessed with opportunities in, uh, in really state-of-the-art treatment. Uh, you look at, at Levine, which is right across the street from us, and a lot of other, you know, amazing healthcare organizations that support that. You know, with access to that kind of care, it can be life-saving. It can be life-extending. Uh, and there's more to really just treating the entire person that goes beyond what happens in that hospital. And I think that's really where the resources like Carolina Breast Friends plays a big role. You know, from the big pink house on East Moorhead Street, I'm sure all of you have, have passed it. And if you've never gone in it, go check it out. Um, me and Scott were just mentioning that we actually haven't been in there, so we need to go and check it out. Um, but they're, they're right there on East Moorhead Street, and they work to provide a holistic approach to meeting the needs of the breast cancer community through mentorship, programming, and outreach. We're so excited that Lisa has, has taken the reins over there at Carolina Breast Friends, and we know she's going to do an amazing job. And she is here today to tell us more about it and uh, and how we can support it. So thank you, Lisa, for joining us on this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you, Brian, and thank you, uh, Scott, for inviting me to come and to share the the message of Carolina Breast Friends and our mission and the impact we're making in our community. That is so awesome. Like it, It's really good to see you. You look great. Um, I saw you on the big screen at Carolina <laughs> Breast Friends, which was awesome. That, not Carolina Breast Friends, Dancing with Stars, rather, there we go. Uh, which was uh, last weekend at this point. Um, you did a great job, and they raised over a million dollars, and I think uh, I think some of that's coming your way. Yes, it is. We're excited about that. It's It's been a partnership we've had with Dancing with the Stars for the past seven years, and to be able to be a beneficiary of the wonderful work that they're doing uh, along with Go Gen Go this year, um, we are grateful for that. And it was a wonderful event, executed so well. And yes, thank you for was. being there. Yeah, it just gets better and better every it does. year. Yeah. It, it's, it's so awesome. So I think a lot of people may have seen the Pink House, right? Like it's mm-hmm. a busy road. I've, I've seen it a thousand times, but I'm not sure that everyone knows exactly what you all are doing there and all the good you're doing right here in the Charlotte community. Could you talk a little bit more about that? I think that's a great point. Scott, um, I've been the executive director for six months, and one of the first things I realized, um, even though I'm a Charlotte native, worked in the cancer community for over 10 years, so many people that have been in the Charlotte area for quite some time have said, tell me more. I don't know about this organization. I know it's the Pink House. I know where you're located, but really don't know about the support services and what does that mean. So in the navigation world, and Brian, as you mentioned, you know, we have state-of-the-art research and, um, you know, the ability to help people going through the cancer journey. But what about the now, you know, and so now you're diagnosed and what happens at that point? And so with breast cancer, one in eight women are diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So... We want to get the word out there. Not only are we working with nurse navigators with Navant and Levine and uh, Piedmont Medical, we're starting to, to reach into the South Carolina area, but we want our community to know that when you're diagnosed, there is support along the way. So our programs, uh, which we have over 30 a month, and we have in-person and virtual, 
Uh, last year, we served over 6,000 breast cancer wow. uh, survivors and thrivers. Um, our programs include uh, wigs, wig fittings, um, bra prosthesis, uh, mastectomy bras, therapy, massage therapy, oncology um, uh, massage therapy. We also have nutritional classes. We have makeup classes. You know, how do you apply makeup when you don't have facial hair? Um, there's so many support services, the mentoring group, which is huge for us to know that you can meet someone that's a few steps ahead of you and can help you on that journey. We recently launched a new program called the Co-Survivor Group. So not only is the breast cancer patient, you know, now burdened with this challenging disease, what about the spouse or significant partner? What about the children? Um, what about the caregiver in that situation? So we now have a program that we've launched that is really taking off in such a big way and making an impact of helping these other people that are in that circle so that they're all going through it with support. And that's, it's just so important. I love it. I want to go back a little bit and and talk a little bit about your journey, how you got here. Um, you know, I've been blessed to be with the Dunstan Group for about seven years. I've been in Charlotte since 2010. And one of the things that I just love about this community is really how the companies and, and the people just support our, our nonprofit space. Specifically, uh, you know, for us in the Dunstan Group, we, we really focus a lot in the cancer community. Um, I think it's something that you know, we, we wouldn't want to focus on, right? But I think everybody's been affected by it. Scott obviously, you know, lost his mother to cancer and, and everybody's been affected by it, right? But the unique thing about Charlotte is such a cool city. It's such a city that it seems like people support. And I think there's people like myself that are more interested in learning, like, how can we help out? Like, what is that organization about? So before we dive into that, because what you just gave me were amazing statistics, I want to hear your journey, how you got here, um, and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and, and really how cancer kind of affected your your you know, life and then now how you've really made that kind of your passion to support that for years. So my, um, my past includes um, a long journey in the corporate world. And um, when I started out very early in my career working in the marketing field, mm -hmm. and that has served me well as I've moved forward into nonprofit space because the relationships have maintained, have been maintained through the years, which has been awesome. And to your point, our Charlotte community is amazing. Uh, just the support that you receive, the relationships you build, you know, it's, it's not just, here's a fundraiser we you support. Um, but my journey from corporate uh, changed after my children um, went off to, to college. And I was an empty nester at that point, And I became very restless. I owned my own business for a while. And I needed the passion with purpose. You know, now I, my children have moved forward and what else now can I do? And I'd set myself up, you know, where I could move into a space of nonprofit. And uh, that was a place I was probably struggling with for about two years. And one day, um, trying to change out my business model to more business consulting, um, I was working with Orange Theory Fitness. Mm -hmm and helping them with some of their, um, their local um, growth expansion challenges. And I wanted to bring Orange Theory into 24 Foundation. I'm an avid cyclist, and I felt like the cross-training, you know, and this, these two groups would work well together and, uh, with the cycling event. And so I met with the executive director of 24 Foundation, and that was Mallory Walsh back at the time uh, when I was introduced to this organization. And um, she just said, you know, I'm looking for someone. If you know someone, you're well-connected. 
And she gave me the job description. You know, I read through it. And I'm like, hmm. This uh, is me. I knew someone. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> long of short, um, I made the proposal to her. Let's let's try this for six months and see what happens. And if it works well, you know, I like you, you like me. Well, we can merge this together. I'll sell the business and move forward. Mm-hmm. And it did. And so, I was with that organization for five years, as serving as vice president, and met so many wonderful people in the cancer community. And again, that's in the survivorship navigation area of cancer and um, just a passion, you know, to help people in the now. And research is so important, but, you know, the cure for cancer may not happen in my lifetime, but what can I do to see the impact right now and, and, you know, what I can do to make a difference? And so I just became very passionate about that. And you know, as you said, um, Brian, everyone is touched by cancer in some way. And um, I have family members, no one that's personal in my close family that's been touched by cancer. Heart disease is something that's really hit my family hard. But again, just seeing the, the immediate impact that you can make in someone's life, like, I just, I want to do this. And um, I have never looked back. I love it. Tell us how did um, how long have you been with with Carolina Breast Friends and and how did you get connected with them because you know it's an organization there's so many cancer nonprofits mm-hmm. right and it's it's kind of a sad thing right you think about it you're like this sucks that we have to have these this many nonprofits right and I say that in a positive light because we don't want cancer around right we love to be able to find a cure right. but at the same time there's organizations like yourself where you get it then what right mm-hmm. like having a cure is great until you're the one that gets told you have cancer. And then what's the next steps? And I think that's what I've been so proud of with your organization, the 24 Foundation, a lot of the other ones, how it's like, hey, we are there to help you. Here's my hand. Let's come up with a path. We're going to come up with a plan. And then you get to see that many people that beat cancer, right? Get to ring the bell. Mm-hmm. I had a friend recently that his his 28-year-old wife was diagnosed with very bad cancer and ended up ringing the bell like six months later and it wasn't supposed to happen right mm-hmm. and like that just like brought tears to my eyes being like this is amazing and i made some connections there and and i don't want to take any credit at all because it's not but those groups stepped up to the plate you know and, and gave her just the confidence like you can do it it's like kind of like having a high school coach that takes a freshman that has no confidence and by the time they're a senior they're getting a division one scholarship right. I, I put it into sports <laughs> a lot you guys know that right. you guys know that but the reality is is that coach really gifted them the, the ability to believe. And I think that's the number one thing that people need. So anyways, off my chair. Um, on this one, tell us about, you know, with you joining, how long have you been with them? And then tell us a little bit about how, you know, kind of what the path is of Carolina Breast Friends. And really, I, I think we want to know how can we support it as well. Well, thank you. So I have been with Carolina Breast Friends as executive director for six months, just okay. hit my six month mark. Congratulations. Uh, Happy awesome. year. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before I get into how this all started, I do want to mention one other organization that I work for in the, um, between um, oh, yeah. uh, 24 Foundation and uh, Carolina Breast Friends, and it's an organization called Cancer for College. And I was their national director, fabulous organization that is helping students going through cancer, and they provide um, need-based scholarships for students. So that's a whole other area in the cancer community that you don't always think about in seeing young people going through this journey, and what an eye-opening experience Mm -hmm. for me with that. So they're based out of San Diego, and it was a wonderful experience, and um, everything was going really, really well, and then uh, a headhunter reached out to me and said, Carolina Breast Friends is looking for an executive director, and four of the board members said, go find Lisa Dale. 
So yeah. <laughs> they came, you know, conversations continued and I accepted it. It made sense for me because again, I'm local, I'm home again, I'm not traveling and I know this community so well. So I stepped up and said, yes, I'll, I'll take this, um, this opportunity and really help us to move forward in the breast cancer community. I'm so proud of my team. I have a great staff. We're small but mighty and doing just amazing things. And, you know, all the programs I just mentioned, um, that's just really scratching the surface. But I want to make sure this gets out there. This is so important. Everything we do is free. Free Hmm. wigs, free bras, free, you know, massage therapy, all the classes, the virtual, everything is free. And that's so important. And to see people come to the Pink House and I do want to speak about that house in a minute, but to come through and be in a place of fear, they're frozen with fear. Mm-hmm. And then by the time we take them through the house and they meet a mentor and they see the services that are available to them that are free, it's a transformational place. Yeah. And they leave feeling supported. Who has access to you? Is it anyone? Everyone. It, yeah, yeah, anyone that's diagnosed. And don't forget that men are diagnosed with breast cancer Mm -hmm. as well. And we serve, um, you know, the male community. Um, I love sharing this. We have a jewelry making class and the instructor is a male that uh, has been through the breast cancer journey. Wow! So it's fantastic to see, you know, different people coming together to offer support or give back. I want to talk about it it, with you guys and, and a lot of organizations that are similar, but you guys focus obviously in breast cancer. What happens when, you know, somebody gets diagnosed and and really what is the game plan for them, right? Is it reach out to you right away? Kind of how do you kind of take the wheel and walk them through that? If somebody does get diagnosed, um, I'd love to kind of hear what that journey looks like and and how you guys support them right off the bat. Because I think anybody that hears that, it's just like shock, right? It's fear. It's, It's maybe disbelief. It's maybe... I'm not even going to believe that, right? But the reality is, is you need somebody to say, hey, this is real, but we have a game plan, right? And this is what we can do to help you. Right. And, you know, we embrace and help no matter where you are on the on the stage you know, of the journey. And there are people that come back to us with reoccurrence. They're newly diagnosed. So, you know, it's we help all. We embrace all. So when someone comes to us and whether they are referred to us through a nurse navigator um, through their oncologist or a friend or just searching, you know, Google search, you know, breast cancer, breast cancer support. So they reach out to us. Sometimes we get walk-ins, but most of the time people call and we do have um, the ability to schedule appointment online uh, at um, carolinabreastfriends.org. But people come in and we have a, um, a certified trainers that sit with them and build the profile and listen. I mean, that's the most important thing is to listen. And coming into the Pink House, and as I said earlier, I want to share about this. You know, the Pink House is a home. And once you come in, you're going to understand exactly what I'm saying. And I hope I can describe it with words, but you gotta, you've got to experience it. But just like when you are away from home, you know, you've been on a trip and you think about home, you know, it's a place where you can go and just drop your bag You know, it's a place where you can take off your shoes, you can relax, you can breathe, you can just be yourself, take off your professional mask, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever is is going on in your life, and just be you. And that also includes your emotions. So if you want to cry, if you want to be angry, if you just want to be quiet in the space, whatever it is you need at that moment, the Pink House 
affords that to people going through breast cancer. So we sit with them and we allow them to just share. Where are you? Sometimes they don't know what they need. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's so um, overwhelming with a diagnosis and what's next. I remember my first week there, I had a lady to walk in. She was referred to us from Navant. And before she could even sign in, she just broke down in the foyer. And she said, I am a executive with um, LPL Financial. I don't know how to tell my boss. I don't know how to tell my team, my children, my husband. What do I do? Mm. And so I walked her through the pink house and just showing her, you know, our services and programs and that this is a safe space. And um, before she left, we were in the kitchen chopping watermelon together. (laughs) And I say all that because when she left, she felt supported. Mm -hmm. And she sent this wonderful email, and she has since been back for many, many programs. So we do embrace all, and um, we have a a group, a metastatic group, very different needs and emotions that we work with them. So we really try to cater to what the person needs and where they are on the journey. So they can come back, they can join any of our groups, group meetings, um, personalized sessions, one-on-one individualized sessions. Um, I feel like we have something for everyone, and um, they feel like family. You know, and we want that for them. How many rooms do you have there? And is it a place where you spend the night or is it just come in, meet and and go on about your way? Well, it's a house and it is over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. Um, We do not have overnight stay, um, but we do have a beautiful living room, dining room, a fabulous kitchen. Um, We have a a, a side porch patio area, fabulous healing garden that's amazing that people will just come and sit. You don't have to tell us. Just come out and reflect and bring a friend or sit alone, whatever makes sense for you. And then upstairs we have this wonderful new boutique I'm so proud of that we created over the holiday time frame because we had that week off but our staff wanted to come in and like let's make this dedicated space so we have all the wigs and all the bras and all the and the uh, massage therapy table in there private it is so beautiful i'm so proud of what they did so that's a dedicated space up ta- um, upstairs and then we have the admin offices upstairs we have three admin offices how long have you had the pink house and how did you guys acquire that so it's a great story. Um, we've had the pink house, I think, 10 years. Um, the Dunaway family owned the house. And um, Carolina Breast Friends, like many organizations, started at a kitchen table mm-hmm. uh, by a young lady named Christy Evans Ebel. And she was diagnosed with cancer when she was 32. Mm. And she passed when she was 36. Oh, my goodness. So it was a group of people that were supporting her, and she shared this vision, I want to have a support system in place for everyone. So the Pink House was founded, or Carolina Breast Friends was founded. So they were able to sustain the organization from a kitchen table, you know, for a while. And then as they began to grow, we need a space. So they were connected, this group, with the Dunaway family, and this was a generational home for the Dunaways. And then um, the family decided, I guess, kids, you know, growing up and moving forward, um, the house then became the Dunaway business, and they were in the real estate insurance business. And once the two Dunaway brothers decided, we're going to sunset the business, you know, we're moving on to retirement, they wanted to make this house affordable for Carolina Breast Friends. 
And so they worked out the deal. And um, so, you That's know. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, again, it goes back to the point that what would you do without the community support? I'm telling you. Yeah. Well, and just it, the it location, the history yeah. of the home. I mean, yeah. thousands and thousands of people pass by that every day. I That's guarantee there's people that are listening to this that know exactly what the pink house is, right. but maybe they don't have right. any idea what goes on in that building. Right. right? And so that's, that's so cool. I love, uh, I love that story. Thank you. Yeah. And what would you say, and you don't have to speak about this if you don't want to, but what are your biggest challenges and how can the community continue to rally around you and help possibly with those challenges? Well, you know, I, in six months of being there, um, and I'm a visionary person, so I'm seeing, you know, what the impact we're making now, which is fantastic. Um, we need to get the word out there. As I stated earlier, there's so many people that have no clue what we do. And that breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. When I'm out doing corporate presentations and you know, employees will walk up to me afterwards and say, I had no idea I'm going through the journey. And I didn't know these services were available. And I can't afford a wig. But now wow. I can get one. Because mm-hmm. good wigs, I mean, a minimum is 400 bucks. Right. So yeah. you tie mm-hmm. that on top of what you're already paying for, you know, it's, do I do a wig? Do I not? You mm-hmm. know? Um, so I think getting the word out there, that's a challenge for us with a small staff. We just brought on a new development director. So we're really starting to look at ways to, to really expand, you know, through marketing. Um, mm-hmm. The other challenge uh, is meeting people where they are. And that is so important because not everybody can come to the pink house, mm-hmm. you know, just think about the headaches of traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't feel well. I've got kids at home. I'm trying to work. Um, you know, I'm in Huntersville. I'm in Pineville. I'm in Fort Mill. We're expanding to these areas. So how can we meet their needs where they are? How can we go to, you know, these remote locations, other neighborhoods, communities, and and really bring these services there? So financially, you know, we, we got to grow in that space. And so... Uh, you know, how do we build that out? Some of the newer programs, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the co-survivor program, um, getting that off the ground, you know, everything takes money. We know that, you know, and um, obviously awareness is so important for us. But we one of the areas I really want to see us grow is corporate partnerships. And that's something that we don't have. We're a little weak in the area, in my opinion. Um we have been able to sustain this organization and grow the organization through the years with major donors, and they're amazing. They're so loyal and really have gotten behind this mission. But to go next level, we really need corporate partnerships to come in and help us move it forward. And that also helps us get the message out there. There's a mass amount of people, you know, um, that we can uh, share the message to. So those are the, the bigger things, I think, right now that we're trying to, to navigate and, you know, strategize how do we go next level. Well, one thing's for sure. They have the right person in place. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. I'm wearing, I'm wearing the, uh, that'll happen with Lisa Dale in the driver's seat over there for sure. I'm wearing the new Charlotte FC kit and they clearly chose pink at the top for Carolina breast friends. They might not have told you, but clearly that was it. Well, we'll have to get a full pink kit. Yes. That would be sweet for breast cancer. That'd be awesome. Yeah. We'll make Absolutely. some. We'll make some calls. <laughs> um, well, Jordana, that, when, where are you? Yeah, and when you talk about corporate uh, sponsorships, 
Um, you know, I think that's obviously money is one of the biggest things that nonprofits um, need. You know, we've been blessed to have about 85 nonprofits on this podcast. And, and obviously money is the, is the main thing. But, you know, maybe there's uh, people out there that can't write that $5,000 check, right? Maybe it's people that have passion. They don't really know how to give back. I know you guys have some amazing volunteer opportunities mm -hmm. as well. What are some things that maybe if you're not somebody that can just write a big check, but you want to give back, what are some ways that maybe not from a financial standpoint, but they can volunteer and support you um, from that aspect, in addition to sharing everything on social media, including this podcast? We have an amazing army of volunteers. We could not do what we do without them. And so we have um, so many opportunities, whether it's you know helping with an event or a program at the Pink House. We do things outside the Pink House, um, you know, set up. Clean up, you know, again, we have a kitchen, we, we feed people, we, uh, um, you know, just a lot of great things. We have volunteers that come in and pack comfort bags. And that's something I, I didn't mention with um, within our programs, but every newly diagnosed person that comes in gets a comfort bag. So it has all the things you need to go through uh, treatment. Um, so the mastectomy pillow and their socks and all kinds of things and that. So we have people that come in and, and they will pack bags every month. We take them to Navant and we take them to Levine and, and then individuals that come in. Um, but there's just lots and lots of opportunities. And on our website, um, you can um, click the tab and you'll see, you know, upcoming events if you want to get involved and, and, and get help us get the word out there. Um, we have uh, today there's a Young Survivor Summit here in Charlotte. Nice. It's a national event. And we That's have today. It, it is today awesome. and tomorrow. Wow, nice. And we are a part of that. And uh, we serve the young survivor community. And so we have volunteers out there today helping us, you know, at our booth. So there's lots of lots of great opportunities to, to give back. Um, I would do want to mention we have another great group. They're young uh, from Myers Park. Uh, think pink and they have helped us at several events to set up and I think it's wonderful for young people to get involved in its teachable moments and you know let them see you know the impact of of what they can do even at a young age and you know let's follow that through adult life and so yeah there's a lot of, a lot of great opportunities I love that we were um, blessed to hear Carol Lovin speak last week who's the executive vice president and chief integration officer at now advocate health, which atrium advocate, same thing. Um, and she had mentioned they have a mobile like women's bus that they've implemented this year that they, they travel out to all these remote areas. Is that something that you guys are connected with from the women's aspect of it? And B, when are we going to see the pink mobile rolling around? <laughs> I mean, I know that's something that's big, but for me, I think if there was like a bus that was just Carolina breast friends that could go and literally have the ability to scan people, to help them out. I have no idea. I'm just throwing it out there. Is that okay. something that's ever... <laughs> and if it's a sore subject, I'm sorry. I don't know. Brian, you were giving me goosebumps. <laughs> I'm not kidding because that is burning in my soul. And I have shared this with the board and several other people and um, the staff in particular that that is something I want to roll out in 2024. Awesome. Red or mine. Yeah. And as I <laughs> shared earlier, meeting people where they are and going to these remote locations, having a, a mobile unit that's, you know, the pink, you know, mobile unit, um, pink house on wheels, yeah. whatever we call it, 
Um, but to be able to have it really tricked out on the inside that it looks like our pink boutique and that women and men, but in particular women, because they're usually the ones that want the wigs, that we have a private space that we can take it to a Nirvana or Levine, um, you know, atrium location and set it up and you know, by appointment, they can come in with a certified fitter and have, you know, a wig and, and learn how to take care of it and scalp treatment and all the things that go with it. Same thing for the bra fittings. You have to, we have certified trainers for that. That is so on my radar. You have no, I mean, it's burning in me. I, I could so tell when I asked, I was like, I don't know what the response is going to be right now. I hope we hope hit a just, one somewhere. Yeah. But no, that's all. That's I mean, all, that's that what you, awesome. you need to dream big and things like that. I mean, and that right there, I mean, I would call it all, you know, the corporate, you know, organizations like that could be something that if you're a big company and you guys want to make a massive impact, that can be it, right? right. Like be the partner on that bus, make that a reality. Um, and I think that is pretty incredible. I want to go back and this, this, is probably something more in the in the front end of it. But what would you tell women and men specifically from a health standpoint, getting checked? Like what are the things I feel like and and women or men, are they going and getting checked by a doctor regularly, right? And and I feel like with breast cancer, especially with the advancements in technology, if it's caught early, there's a great chance that you can survive, but there's a lot of people that just don't go to the doctor or don't do their own self-checks. So what would you say to women and men right now, what they need to be doing um, to be checking regularly and kind of what's your advice on that? Self-care is so important and um, self-awareness. And as you stated, there are so many people that don't take the basic steps and some are in denial uh, some, they're busy in life and like, I'll do it later. You know, they procrastinate. Um, and then there are those that maybe have experienced the the upfront challenges of breast cancer or cancer in general um, and a family member. And like, I just, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So there, again, fear is holding them back, you know, from stepping into that space for their own, you know, health. But I can't say this enough that it's, so important to stay on top of your health and have your, you know, mammograms on an annual basis and um, be aware of your body, you know, and the um, self-diagnosis, you know, stay on top of it. And as you stated, Brian, there's so many advances in, in the cancer um, field that is so different, you know, than even 10 years ago. So maybe what you have thought was this is what my life will be like if I'm diagnosed or I'm scared because of something that you know you experienced 10 years ago maybe with a family member or a friend it's probably not like that now mm -hmm. and there's so many advances so you're right staying on top of it early diagnosis I mean it's a game changer so I can't stress that enough you know it's there's there's hope and healing and help out there you know just don't stay back in a place of fear and not move forward you mentioned, uh, and, and someone, I think it was Molly Grantham, who was hosting uh, Dancing with the Stars. She mentioned they're survivors, but they're also thrivers. And you used the thrivers word mm -hmm. earlier um, in her introduction. And, and uh, curious if you could talk a little bit about what the thrivers are, because I think that's such an important story, because they're still alive, and they're mm -hmm. still moving forward, and they're living with this thing, and they're overcoming that challenge. Right. So that's a new term that's out there in the cancer community. And um, actually, I didn't know about this until I started with Carolina Breast Friends. So the metastatic group uh, in, in the breast cancer community have um, come up with this 
you know, name, um, I don't want to call it a label, but a name because survivor for them does not apply Mm -hmm. necessarily. And though you can live, you know, quite some time being diagnosed as metastatic. Uh, So many things, again, are changing in the medical field to provide those opportunities. But the name survivor just is offensive to someone that is is diagnosed as metastatic. And um, so they came up with the name Thriver. And uh, they are, which I think is a great way to look at it. It's a great attitude to have that we are thriving in spite of, you know, Mm -hmm. this diagnosis that says, I'm not going to get better. I'm not going to have the cure. Um, I will not be cancer free. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to have that attitude and support to say, but I am thriving in spite of, Mm -hmm. and I'm living my best life. I want to share that our operations manager and she won't mind me saying this. I wouldn't if she even bring this up unless she um, she tells her story all the time. But um, she is a three-time um, breast cancer survivor, and she's considered metastatic. Mm, wow. And you would not know it coming in. She's the queen of the house. She has the most energetic personality. She's the one that usually meets with the newly diagnosed. She listens and um, you know builds the profile for someone coming in, and then she shares her story. And without fail, they're blown away looking at her like, you don't look like you fit in that category at all. So you can be a, you know, a thriver and living your best life in spite of the challenges of that. And um, it's not a takeaway. It's hard to be in that space. But, you know, it's all about I want to get the best out of life and I am thriving. That's awesome. What an inspiration she is. Yeah, she is. I mean, just to have that ability to have conversations with someone you have that in common with, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. Um, That's incredible. And I I want to mention, um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, raising awareness, volunteering, donating. If you go on their website, you can go into the donate button and and it's really neat. It it breaks down kind of how your gift makes an impact. I'll just kind of run through it quickly. $50 provides a comfort bag. A hundred dollars provides a wig or brawl. Um, 150 provides one survivor with survivor programs and then 250 provides a survivor with personalized sessions. And that's not a lot of money. I mean, I know we're in a day where 50 bucks, I can't even go out to dinner for 50 bucks. So, um, definitely check that out. And then, you know, Lisa, what is the best way for, for our listeners and our community to get in in touch with you, learn more about this? What's the, what's the next steps that you would like people to take? Well, obviously, for an overview of who we are, going to the website is going to give you a lot of information about the programs, the impact, who we are, and that's carolinabreastfriends.org. And then we would love for you, you can stop by the Pink House. It's on 1607 East Moorhead Street, and we'd love to give you a tour. We do this all the time, and for you to really see the impact of our programs um, most days the house is, is filled with people. So you're going to see survivors and thrivers in that space. And you're going to see, you know, mentors working with them, or there may be a class going on, a nutritional class, an art class. So you're going to see firsthand, you know, the impact um, of what we're doing in the community. And then obviously if you're a supporter, you see your dollars at work. There's, there's uh, no doubt about that. Um, you can certainly reach out to me. I am open and embracing and love working with our community. Um, so you can certainly email me, ldale at carolinabreastbrands.org. Love it. Well, this has been awesome, Lisa. We're so proud of you for for your journey, for being committed to the cancer community, for now taking on this role. You can just tell in your eyes and your voice that you're very passionate about it, but also 
you take this very seriously and you have a plan, right? And I think it's very unique, the amount of people that have come from the, the corporate world that then get into the nonprofit. Look, everything is a business in life, right? And right. if it's not run efficient, then it can't be done and you can't make the impact that you want. But you clearly are driven with an extensive, you know, long range plan. You have dreams that, you know, look, some of these things might not happen, but a lot of them can. Right. And I think, you know, from a business mindset, somebody that comes from that world mm -hmm. where results matter or you don't have a job, taking that into the nonprofit space has really been just awesome to see people grow these organizations. And I, I can't wait to see what you do in the next 5, 10, 15 years. Uh, and our community is blessed to have you. Thank you so much. And it's been such a joy to work with you over the years during my my, my um, nonprofit years, um, for sure. And I do feel blessed beyond measure to be where I am. And um, just, again, with the support of the community and a great team and people like you, um, who knows, you know, what's, what's next. But we're going to continue to drive that vision. I think a big pink bus is next. That's what I, I like think. It. I like it. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, we're real Thank proud you. of you and thankful for all the work you do. Thank you um, so much. And making an impact on so many people. That's right. But we got the you. pink bus coming. We got the pink Charlotte <laughs> FC kit coming. We got big things lots happening. Of new gear. <laughs> lots of new gear. Lots of new gear. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah. Lisa, again, thank you so much. Everybody, please go check out carolinabreastfriends.org. Go follow them on social media. Uh, make sure that you're, you're, you're clicking that follow button. Engage with them. Uh, and like we always say, please like, share, and comment. Uh, but this is an organization you can get behind and uh, and it's one that we're you know blessed to support but also we're excited to be able to share the story and and excited to see the vision so just thank you so much for for joining us thank you so much thank you love it. until next time you've been listening to this episode of the brand builders podcast you've been listening to the brand builders podcast brought to you by the dunston group with your host scott dunston and brian young for branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.